Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Super Beaks. We've got the tastiest episode ever right here. I went down to Bristol to Hoover with finalist on BBC's Hungry For It, Serena Appleby. And she took us to the most delicious Szechuan restaurant in the world. Well, definitely in Bristol and the best one in any bit of the world that I'm likely to visit anytime soon. The edges of my mouth are still vibrating at the memory of it. Oh, it was so yummy. Anyway, first, can you just accept the fact, please, that I need to thank you for listening to Hoovering, okay? And follow us on social media and answering our listener questions with such brilliant stories and for subscribing and thank you for leaving five-star reviews and thank you for telling your friends about us. And so mega massive, massive extra thanks also if you're my patron. Without you, I can't make the podcast. It's why I take such care and time over your rewards. If you don't know what that means, go and have a look at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see the mountains of stuff I will swap you in exchange for as little as two quid a month. Exclusive content, bespoke messages, guest recipes, discount tickets to live shows and other magical shit like early and ad-free episodes. All things that you can get if you are also able to join in. I'm a stand-up comedian and I've actually just finished a tour, but I'm excited to tell you that my brand new whole Radio 4 series, Sturdy Girls Club, is coming out this week, 29th of March. It will all be on BBC Sounds. Please may you scoff it down into your ears. I gave my whole soul over to making it the best it could be. And presumably, the more people who listen and say nice things about it, the more likely they are to let me make more comedy for them. Right, let's get into the explosively beautiful episode we've got for you here. Fuck, I love this one so much. Serena is the stuff of dreams. So is the food she introduced me to. This one felt like a little flag put in the map of my life, like it was a proper adventure in so many ways. Eating ways, getting the train for the day on a sort of hoovering day trip, meeting someone so brilliant. I feel like I'm going to remember this one for all time. I think what's really delicious. What is it? What's caught your eye so far? Spicy fish, but I also yes. maybe seafood. But I don't, then I'd be sad about not getting those three chilies. So next the, to the spicy fish. where's the oh the traditional Szechuan hot pot? Mm. That's got like everything in. So it's sort of got like the, the things that you would do when you go to like a normal hot pot. Which is have you ever been to a hot pot before? No. <gasps> See, that's another great thing you should do on your podcast. Okay. okay. So what it is is you get you like go with a group of you and you sit in this table and you have this huge like hot pan of like broth it's amazing and sometimes you can have a yin yang broth so you can choose two different sort of flavours and you get like all your little dipping things so you could have like 
I don't know, like crab sticks, seafood sticks, thin cuts of meat, and then all your veggies, and you like cook it, and you put your chopsticks in, and you cook it together, and it's a very communal, lovely way of eating, and it like slows you down, so you're like chatting, and it's great. Nice. So this, this like cooking pot is sort of like the speedy version of it for one person, so it comes with all the lovely little things inside. Okay, I mean, I think that's gonna be happy. And that's gonna be hot. Yeah. Are you okay with like? Everything. Everything. You might really like enjoy this though. It'll be yeah. like a pick and mix, but for like Amazing. a Chinese. Chinese. And there might be pop. things in it that are like a mystery. What yeah. Oh, yeah. There might be some also, mystery. Okay, um, right. What am I gonna get? If I get? So a I'm looking pot. at this like I don't already know because I already know, of course. I'm gonna get the spicy fish rice dish. Boy. It comes with these like really juicy bits of white fish, mm. and it's just very broadly. They used to do this one dish, which has the best name for any dish I've ever heard. It's called the double cooked yummy pork Ooh, rice dish. Nice. And that was beautiful. And it had like leeks in, which was surprising because I never expected leeks in Cheswan cuisine. Okay. But it was good. It was really I'm good. Into it. Uh, but they don't have that, so I'm going to get this spicy thing. And um, do you really come here every week? I imagine. I can't. I can't lie. I actually do. You do. It's I love sometimes. It. I think the longest I've not been here is when I've like physically not been in the country, yeah. or I've not been in Bristol. But I it's just part of my like, diet. Injured, and it was, oh no! no I would here. come. I'd always, always find a way, hundred percent. No matter the time, no matter the means of method, I would find a way. Yeah, crawling in, it's great. Just like crawling I love in. it. <laughs> Give me the Szechuan. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. It's just very like comforting, and I love the fact that. It's just such a casual atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It's cool as shit. Yeah, I really like it. I really it. like that it's only open like for a very long extended lunchtime most days as well. That's oh, yeah, Monday shit. to Friday, yeah, 12 to 5. Yeah. they got other things to do, you yeah, know. they got shit to They've do. Got this, got shit is to office. Do. this is their office. 100%. You're allowed to join us for lunch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What I wanted to say to you, this is okay. actually wild. So, I was sat on a mega bus. This was about three, maybe three years ago now. And I was listening to an episode of The Guilty Feminist. Yeah. And you were on there and you were like, I've got my new show. If you really like, like gobbling up food and blah 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 listen to hoovering it's all about eating and I was sat on a makeup and I was like oh I'm gonna like that and it was the first like few episodes that you came out with and I was like listening to it and I've listened to you like almost every single episode since I do it in the morning whilst I'm getting ready sometimes I purposely don't listen to it for a while and then I've got like five to catch up on and it's actually crazy because when when I knew that I was gonna hoover with you I was like this is so full circle and I felt like I'd really made it because no longer am I on mega buses now I am on trains and that is saying a lot and it's actually crazy because I remember, like, every episode, I'm like, oh, what would I answer to this question? What would I answer oh to this question? God, and now have, I'm like, doing it! Yes. It's actually crazy. Oh, God, I better remember some of the classic questions Oh, my gosh, then. no, it's also, actually wild for you. me. I, I feel like there probably are, like, a maximum of ten people who've heard every episode of this, so I'm Pretty deeply much. grateful. Oh, my you. gosh, it's, like, so it's surreal really to lovely. me. No, thank you. It's actually, like, a dream. I can't lie. It's a lie. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah, I just thought you should know that because yeah, you like you are one of my like idols in a way. It's actually mad. No, and I love it. I love it. Let me gas you. Let me gas you up. Let me gas you up. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Brawls, 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 brawls. What are you gonna ask me, babes? <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about that telly thing um, that you were a finalist in BBC's Hungry For It, which I watched and loved. Did you like yeah. it? Well, you even got in touch. No so, way. Yeah. I was like, um, excuse me, I bloody loved that. Sick. Um, um, had you done loads of cooking before that? I have. So yeah. I've been cooking since I was seven. Oh, my God. A long, long time. Well, let's get into that. Cause that's, cause yeah. Seven, so I didn't realise I could really Oh, get yeah, you can get him doing stuff. Time. You're starting him off easy with a cup of tea. I was say, maybe I'm approaching a bit... It's a good entry level, okay, yeah, for sure. Build the confidence, because, yeah. I mean, it is hard to make a good cup of tea. Um, but I, yeah, so I started cooking roughly when I was about seven. So my mum was a single mum, and I'm the eldest. I have two younger brothers. Okay. So it's very much like, you know, I'm the eldest girl. I've got to, like, take care of, like, make them food and stuff. So I remember the first dish 
The first thing I ever made was these instant noodles called coca noodles. Nice, I think I know them. Yeah, K-O-K, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we used to get them from Home Bargains, which I didn't realise I have down south because it's such a northern institution. I love Love it. it. And they were like about 19p at the time. They're now about 49p, so that goes to show you, because it lives. Cause he yeah. lives. Um, 90p. So I learned how to make that, and that was just like a classic dish that I would make for me and my brothers all the time. Um, and then the more I started cooking, the more I was like, oh, I really love this. And then something that very much was like a necessity, I turned into something that I just love to do, you know? It's like very much an expression of my love for someone, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's so like deep and meaningful to me. Like, it's literally like, been with me since I was a kid and it sounds so cheesy but like it, it really has like what I think there's I don't know lots of thoughts springing off of that but like it's a gift in a way isn't it I mean it's, mm. I've had such interesting conversations with people who find it to be like I've never really looked at it about like the ways in which it's a fucking chore like we romanticise it especially yeah. in TV shows about cooking and eating so it seems to be a necessary part of them that we bring all this like Oh, I suppose quite, quite like fuzzy edged language mm. and nostalgic stuff into it. But sometimes it does just boil down to something that feels like it's in your DNA. And it does. I think there are people who there are people who cook because they need to eat to live and that they know that the better they get at that the nicer the food they get to eat will be but then there are people who like get this incredible joy and sense of creative achievement and stamp of identity and a bit of self-worth like yeah it becomes much more than a function yeah I and I think that's a gift to have been given that I mean some people would have been like got shown how to make a few things at seven and great there there are more things than there are but it sounds like you've got like a place there's a place in your part your identity that is about cooking and feeding and enjoying so yeah for me it definitely as I was growing as I was sort of like a teenager it became like a very calming space in my head which I didn't realise until I was like a bit older looking back like it was always very mindful to me so when like you know there was lots of turbulence around my life and whatever every time I cook it was just like calm and I never knew what that was I was always just happiest when I was cooking just not even like happy but yeah joy just like in, like contentment inside it was just peaceful right and that's what I needed more than anything at that time and then it wasn't until I got to like uni where I was like okay let me start sort of getting to know that Filipino side of me right so my mum's from the Philippines um she came to England when she was like 24 with me so young it's insane so young um and she never really taught us the language because she didn't want us to sort of well at that time you know she yeah it's so cool from a place of kindness yeah i want you to assimilate yeah yeah well she just wanted us to sound like you know british but she didn't know at that time she's she's one of 11 and came here on her own so she didn't know at that time being that young it doesn't matter if you teach them another language they're gonna grow up with a very northern accent as i have done (laughs) which i'm very proud of um so for her like that was not a thing that sort of she gave to us as our filipino identity you know but she did she did cook for us a few times when we were young i don't want to like put my mum on blast but she's not the best cook she's not the best filipino cook i'd like to say yeah i learned it all from my mum she like passed all these things down to me she didn't which is cool she's given me great food memories um so for me in like uni and sort of like when i left was like okay i'm gonna start teaching myself i want to like sort of connect to that side of my identity you know it's such a huge thing that I grew up with like very bully people being like you look different like that's a very nice way of what they would say like I don't want to repeat it but you know um, I think we were like the only Asian people in like my entire primary school I'm talking like tiny white village this is in Accrington so the village that we lived in was Hunko and literally I was the only non-white person in that primary school which is wild because I'm not I'm only like 29 so it's not that long ago really so yeah and then it became a way to just be a bit more Filipino in a way yeah. that I knew what was yeah, Filipino for my identity. And, like, yeah. and then now, like, I'm doing Filipino pop ups. Filipino fusion pop ups. Filipino fusion pop ups. I know jack shit about Filipino cooking, and as we're not about to eat Filipino food today, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the future, can you give me, like, 
and a top line on what Filipino, not just food, but eating culturally involves? Yes, so... I always say that Filipino food is the soul food of Asia because it just makes you feel so good inside. Like, you spend a lot of time, like, you know, over a pan or, like, spit roasting a pig or like you, you just spend a lot of time and there's a lot of love like growing the ingredients on my mum's island literally everything was grown like you had wow. to go get the chicken you had to go pull the lemongrass from the ground you had to go fish so you really connect to the food and that's like you taste it through Filipino food. And um, what sort of food? Oh, yeah. And so in, it's. And in what ways? Yeah, so it's very rich. I would yeah. say it's rich. Okay, really? And. I'm not going to lie, like, traditional Filipino food is not the most attractive looking food, which is fair, but a lot of the food that doesn't look, you know, ugly delicious, yeah, Yeah, ugly delicious, love it, but it's just, you know, the country itself has been, it's sort of had, like, a lot of different cultures and countries sort of take over it, so there's a lot of, like, Spanish influence, there's a lot of, like, Chinese influence, there's a lot of, like, American influence now, there's a lot of, so it's, like, this incredible mix of, like, everything, so wherever you go, like, you know, there's thousands of islands as well, it's going to be completely different, so, like, the way that I do my Filipino food, though, I say is very bold, lots of umami, like, very fragrant, and it's just fun, like, I like doing it in a fun way. You know, it's great to just give it my little, like, Serena Pizzazz. Like, I'm not a very traditional Filipino gal, so I'm not going to do traditional Filipino food. But, yeah, it's great. Filipino food needs to sort of have its sort of moment and I feel like it's I feel like it's about to yeah. I definitely feel like it will for sure well, you're pushing it that way what yeah is, what, is, what is Kring Kring what is that Kring Kring is my Filipino nickname so it's what my mum and my family in the Philippines call me Kring my mum's always like Kring Kring don't know what it means I wish I knew I wish I knew I've asked, I know but then like I feel like it might I don't know Nobody else except my family's called it me, and sometimes they do say rude things, so maybe it is. Who knows? But I love it. Oh. Cheers. Cheers, babe. I think it's got like Chinese cabbage inside. Mm. Quite fragrant as well. Um, the. Um, the outside of the dog is thicker than those it's basically mm. so like those thin those thin one to make gyoza mm. it's just thicker but um, you can really taste the vegetables inside mm. I like that I like that it's got a nice little chew to it yeah. I'm going to go in with the broth ooh try the broth in that yeah, broth. it's got a really nice like saltiness to it mm. yours looks beautiful <laughs> very pretty have you gone in with bits as well? <gasps> yes. No, I feel like saltiness. Sesame salty. Have you had Shazwan food before? You must I don't think I've had proper Shazwan food before. Ooh. I think I've just had like something from a generic takeaway. Oh amazing. I love introducing people here. It's my favourite thing. It gives you like oh, everything's like already like Coated and ringing. Yes. I don't know if I've made that sound. I like love that, that you have. It does feel to me like, like an exciting mouth experience. That is a term though when you describe food mouth feel. Is how yes, it feels in your it. mouth. Like you, like your tongue feels like very coated and silky, and then like the in, insides of your cheeks are really like twangy, twangy, <laughs> twangy. <laughs> Whoa! Look at this. See what I mean about the liquids? Very well hydrated. Okay, I'm going to put this sesame paste in the middle because it's very nice to dip your seafoody bits in to the paste and then get a spoonful of the sauce and together with the rice. Oh, I love this soup as well. You can try this. This is like a, a tomato and egg soup, but it's very, like, refreshing. I mean, Shit, that's hot. This one's good. It's like sweet and mm. sweet and eggy. Oh, what is these? Um, Ooh, they're fish balls. Fish balls. Mm. So do that first. Yeah, do a good fish ball. Oh 
Oh my god. That's so light and fresh. Yeah? Is it quite fragrant? Oh, yeah, it's really fragrant, but also it's just like, there's a bit, I expected it to be um, heavier than that. Mm. The fish balls have great texture. Oh, love it. Mm. Honestly, there's nothing that makes me happier than when I introduce people to new food. Oh my god, that's so good. I love it. I've never had anything like that fish ball. Oh my gosh, I love it. I feel like a food perv just watching you do oh this. My, my favourite thing to do. It. <laughs> it's, um, it's just like a flavour sponge, but actually it's, mm. it's, got, it's way more solid than tofu or anything. Mm. It's, um, it's not rubbery, but it's like bouncy. It's almost bouncy. Yes. Like, again, like incredibly light. And there's like different different types of them in it. So I think yeah. one of the other ones is like a like a lobster ball. And then oh yeah, this one here. Yeah, that one might be a lobster ball. And then this one here is another type of crustacean bowl. Oh my god. Or like shape. But it's like <laughs> the textures of it is good. Oh, and you've definitely got spam in there. Seafood sticks and spam. Yes. Oh my god. That's so funny that there's spam in there. But also seafood sticks, that was like proper student. That I love a good seafood stick. But yeah. they're so cheap, like worryingly cheap. They're so sticks. good. I eat them sometimes mm. with like fried egg and like you mix it together with like a little bit of spring onion. It's such a good snack. Oh my God. Yeah. M&S used to do the best ones yeah. ever. They were like the right amount How of hard texture. M&S even do them. I know, but they were like good. <laughs> I know. They were so good. They were like, Funny, the good side of payday seafood stick yeah, like yeah, where you yeah, could yeah. like okay yeah I can splash out but they're it's different so now funny. like yeah a big job just came in I can afford an m and <laughs> yeah I've never I've never <laughs> had the privilege of trying to wait to us yeah, one no, but neither. I hope I hope one day I might this has got future episode like <laughs> written all over it every different variety of seafood stick love it right I'm going for some rice in this book oh my mm. Mm. Have a little go on this sesame dip. There's some aniseed in this, bro. Yeah. I'm in fucking heaven. I think there's a bit of fennel as well, like fennel oh, seeds. I don't, I've never eaten anything like it. Yeah, there's big fennel leaves, look. That's mm. 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 Love it. So good. Oh my god. I'm in heaven. <laughs> Um, oh no, you need to have your moment with yeah. this right now. Everyone's first time at Beijing cooking pot is a very special moment. This is a special several moment. Can I try this? 100% again. Oh, I love it, hot and sour. Your tomato egg soup. I would never think that like, shredded egg in a soup that's fucking lit. And it's like sweet as well, like yeah. sweet and salty, which is like the best combination together. Yeah, sweet, sour, and salty mm. all in one arrangement. I love this paste. Okay, I think I've found some spam. Oh, do you know what? I, I love a bit of spam. I don't think I've had it since childhood. Yeah, I I'm would dip it in the sesame. Yeah, don't mind. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... It's just so good. Mm. And I would have never eaten like this fit. paste with this kind of food ever no. before trying Sejuan food. Right. Now, I'm here for it. Right. Every week, I'm here for it. Every week, I'm here for it. Every week. I love it. What? Yeah, what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey team, I'm interrupting myself here to revel in some of the brilliant responses you lot have given me to the questions I've asked over the last few weeks and months. I asked if you've ever eaten food intended for an animal and I have to say, that question is the gift that keeps on giving. Cassie on Instagram wrote to us that her mum once used a dirty knife to make an innocent sandwich. I'm going to stop here to interject. I love the idea of an innocent sandwich, as if other sandwiches have done awful crimes. I'll continue reading Cassie's message. She says, mum remarked that her sandwich tasted, quotation marks, funky. Said knife had previously been used to serve the chappy dog food from the tin. Now, 20 years later, just the word chappy has my siblings in stitches. Chappy is an objectively funny word. Uh, it's what I imagine a really, really, really old men, like the ones who fought in World War One, um, call their willy. Do you know what I mean? The next question I asked was if you or someone you've seen has ever eaten anything memorable whilst in transit. And guys, you've absolutely smashed this. <laughs> there are some of the most brilliant answers ever. Um, it turns out people are either stone warm legends or totally disgusting. We'll start with a voice note. My name is Jenny Smith. Um, I live in Steventon in Oxfordshire. About a about two and a half weeks ago. I was on a train from Scarborough to York and there was a lad, I'd say in his late teens, um, sat at the table seat across the aisle from me. And for about the first 10 minutes, it was fairly standard lad on a train behaviour. He was calling his mates and uh, playing YouTube videos out loud. And then he took out the largest whole pomegranate I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life um, and proceeded to eat the whole thing using just his hands, no implements, uh, no serviettes or anything, just tearing apart this massive pomegranate, very ripe, uh, and consuming it. And it was absolutely fascinating. I could not look away. And by the time he'd finished eating it, the entire section of the train looked like something out of a police thriller, just pure crime scene. I love that boy. I love him. I mean, I don't like it when he played his videos out loud. What a prick. But the bit where he ate the fiddliest and stainiest of all fruits, like a giant pippy brain right in front of you. I love that. And a whole one as well. He's had a whole one. Fuck me. Think of the fibre. Oft. Okay, we have had some amazing stories from you on Instagram too, from the unabridged self. On the tube, I once saw someone open a carton of Covent Garden vegetable soup and just drink it like it was lumpy juice. It's a sight I cannot unsee. Yeah, that's also now a story we can never unhear. Absolute fucking monster. That's the soup they use as fake sick in films, you fucking perv, whoever that was. Not for a million pounds. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, would, I absolutely would do that for a million pounds. Jen Stanyard tells us uh, that she saw a woman on a commuter train whip out a portable blender, fruit and protein powder, and <laughs> Jen writes, and bang out a smoothie. Mm, OK, actually, for this one, respect. Needs must. Surely that's the most elaborate cooking that any of you have seen someone do whilst in transit. No. What's that? No. OK. Alison Friend, this is this is incredible. She's written this. I saw a well-dressed man. I say well-dressed. He was wearing a suit for the office. What she's doing is clarifying there that he wasn't homeless. Because are you ready for this? I saw a well-dressed man sat at a bus stop in Manchester frying an egg on a camping stove. She says, I was sat in traffic, watched the whole thing. <laughs> Stunning. Once a camper, always a camper. Finally, one more voice note, please, from Emma in London. Last uh, August, on the train from Bradford on Avon to Bath, I consumed an entire block of Port Salut cheese <laughs> by using Tyrrell's salt and vinegar crisps oh, yes. as a kind of knife vessel mm. 
to scrape hunks of cheese off onto the crisp to create a kind of little canapé. And I just shoveled it all into my mouth. And, like, it was Tyrrell salt and vinegar crisps are very vinegary. Mm. Port Salou is not the most stinky cheese, but still, I was sitting opposite a woman who was pretty repulsed by the whole thing. Fucker. Um, and I gave absolutely zero fucks. Yes! It's actually quite luxurious. That was the most decadent oh, snack I've ever feasted upon. Oh, my God, that's made my mouth cry. That has made... I love Port Salouf. Oh, oh, that is... It would go so well with a really strong salt vinegar crisp. I'm not sure I'm ever going to use a knife again. I... I hope my real-life partner doesn't listen to this episode because I've got something very important to say. Emma, I've never met you, and this is the first time I've ever heard you speak, but I've been thinking, maybe we should just get married. Right, thanks so much for your stories. I flipping love them. Let's get back to the podcast. Mm. How are you ever eating anything out of awkwardness or embarrassment? OK, rap, 100%. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> my poor, poor, amazing mum. She wants, oh my gosh, she wants, right? She came out of the kitchen, absolutely pissing herself laughing. And I was like, oh no, what are you feeding us? We were in about, I think we were about, I was 12-ish, so like just about to get into high school. And she brought out and she was like, oh, I've made for you, Kring, frozen beef burger and potato soup. <laughs> Pissing herself oh, no. laughing, and I was like, What? No. I was like, What have you, What do you mean? Frozen beef burger and potato soup. She was like, Literally, like, creasing, like, Try, try. It was the weirdest color. It was like this murky, browny, gray, clumpy, globule thing. And it was like thick, but also like it had a ring of runniness around oh, it. No. And she was crying with laughter because I knew she knew how bad it was. And we were eating it, we tried it. Like honestly, frozen beef burgers mushed with potatoes. Also, my mum I don't think she understands the process of how to make soups. She I think she genuinely thinks you can just get you things just and like things and then add liquid. Add liquid, which oh. was water. Just <laughs> She half blitzed it, blitzed it up. And me and my brother, yeah, half blitzed it up. This is not something you'd force someone to eat. Yeah, isn't it? And me and my brothers were just crying with laughter. It was the funniest thing. And this memory has stuck with us for years and years and years. And every time we all get together in a group, somehow it always comes back up. Like it just has to. It's just a diamond of a a memory of my mum. So yeah, I ate that out of awkwardness. And also I was embarrassed for her, but it's a great story. It makes me love her even more. That is an amazing answer to that question. I think that also answers like a bunch of other questions I've got. Like Mm -hmm. that's definitely got to be the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing anyone on this podcast in five years has ever eaten. It was so bad. Answers, what's, the, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten to avoid? Food waste, it probably answers what's the weirdest thing you've ever yeah, eaten. Yeah, yeah. It might even accidentally answer, have we ever eaten anything while it was alive? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, I just got my first movie business. I just got a first mm. of some. I'm just ate some little berries things. Oh. What are they? It's so... so I, just, I wouldn't recommend... Sushi? I just jumped about nine. <laughs> okay, so they are just one peppercorn. Okie the side of my tongue. Yeah, so Szechuan peppercorns give you a very numbing, um, tingling oh feeling on your tongue. I feel like I'm having an almost sort of kinky experience. Yeah, it does get you a little bit high, I can't lie. It's very, like, mouth-numbing. It's very sort of, like... You feel it on every single bit of your tongue. It's almost like you're very hyper-aware of your tongue. I'm impressed that you just yammed that straight in one. Wow. Absolute chilly machine. Um, have you ever had any foods that you didn't want, that you now love? Yes, this was a big part of my identity. And it was how much I hated parsley. <laughs> I just—I hate it. I would even lie about like being allergic to it because I just hated it. Really, really did not like it. And then 
Um, on a trip recently, I went to Qatar wow. and I accidentally ordered, I think it was a fatouche salad or it's the I one. I love a fatouche yeah, salad. Yeah, and it's just, is it That's the just like parsley? In, oh, it's loads of herbs, but it should have like a really tangy sumaki dressing. Yes. And like fried or like crispy, crispy bread yeah. on top. So yeah. it was, it was that salad. It was literally just like these thin, 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 thin <laughs> strips of parsley yeah. and all these like, you know, beautiful tomatoes. And I, oh my god, I couldn't believe I was eating it. It was like one of the best things I ate on that trip. And I was like, I think, I think my taste was mature. I think I get parsley now. And ever since, like literally, like when was it? December. Ever since December, so recent. I love parsley. Absolutely love parsley. I think flat leaf parsley is a fucking lifetime away from the sort of weird, dusty. Almost a bit um, bitter idea of parsley that we had forced on. Well, certainly me as a kid, but you were a decade younger than me, so maybe you weren't. I don't think flat leaf parsley was a thing when I was a kid. Mm. We had shit of parsley. Did you have curly leaf parsley? Yeah, maybe. It, like, it was like shit raw kale. Because yeah, that's curly. That's strong, and it's very like thick yeah. as well, like the texture of it. No thanks. Yeah, but I'm a parsley print. I would say I'm a parsley princess now. <laughs> <laughs> I would give myself that title. <laughs> But I still can't I still can't really get on board with cumin seeds. I don't know why. It's just like to me it tastes like a dusty a dusty, dusty flip-flop that's like been dragged across like a dusty street. I just don't like it, it smells like it's like I can smell it in my mouth. Do you know what I mean? That smell taste I hate it. Yeah, I'm not into that. Mm. Mm. You say you've always had an easy relationship with eating. Has it ever been complicated at any point? So I would say I've had a very up and down relationship with eating. Yeah, so when I was in high school, it was very much the era of like super, super skinny thigh gaps. It was all about the glamorization of like eating disorders. I remember, this is actually crazy because I was thinking about this the other day. And, um, I was telling one of my friends it was mad that like it was the norm to like go on MySpace and you would follow like thinspiration accounts. Fuck me. Yeah, and I remember like having a MySpace and following these like thinspiration accounts and like Tumblr's as well. That was a really bad part of like 2000s. And I would like I remember I would like read these tips on like how to be a certain size and the things you needed to do like have one diet coke a day, have an apple a day. And I would really really try my hardest because you know, I'm a I'm mixed race Filipino. My body is shaped so differently. I've got like quite curvaceous thighs. My thighs touch, and I love that about myself yeah, right yeah. now. But you know, when I was growing up, when you're such an impressionable teenager, that was the complete opposite of what was like hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when everyone around me had like these thigh gaps, for me it was like the, it just made me feel like shit. And my dad also was very he was very weird. He like I don't know. He just made it like a made me carry this sort of like weight inside me of like everything that I would be eating so I remember once he said something like I was he I was like eating some grapes some fruit and he was like oh don't eat too much fruit because you'll get fat from the sugar and just like random things like this where the fuck does that noise come to him from exactly it's just so random and like all these things about like weight like from him and like also from the Filipino side of like it's an Asian culture, you know, people yeah. and your aunties or whatever and your mum will comment that you're not eating enough or you're eating too much. So, yeah, you can't get it right, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. so all of this, yeah, growing up was quite hard for me and, yeah, I, rem- I really, I remember, like, trying my hardest to just not eat anything. But then I'd be like, well, I'll, I'll go to the shop, like, at dinner time at school and I'll get, like, cheese and tomato toasty with barbecue sauce and it was, like, the filthiest thing and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah. And I'd get it every day, but that's all I would eat, so it's fine. Oh, mate. But it just, it was crazy. Like, I would carry this in my head and I would just always think, like, I'm, it's not, I'm not enough, I, I'm not going to look the right... You know, I don't look the right way. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a weird old thing, but I didn't not like that anymore. Um, especially women, I don't think many of us have avoided, like, having a patch of that where it was just about, like, the less I can eat, the more I'll feel a sense of achievement today. Like, and what grim... Madness. I just say with you, know, like, I spent so much of my life thinking, first thing I thought when I woke up, or in, like, the first five thoughts, is, mm. how little can I say? I definitely did that apple a day thing. Fuck me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's actually but crazy. Like, yeah. You basically end up fainting, right? Like, yeah. You, you just feel horrible, and you end up, food. like, 
a lot unhappier because you're doing it. You're also like, the way that you see yourself is just completely like, just not, you know what I mean? It's just not like, you don't look at yourself like you're your friend. You look at yourself like you're your worst enemy and that's yeah. horrible thinking about that in your head. You don't treat, you don't treat the body well that you hate. Mm-hmm. 100%. But I think love, love feels like a bit of a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the older I've got, like, I'm not exactly, you know, older, but the older I have got into my, like, late 20s, yeah. it's not about, like, self-love, I love every part of who I yeah. am today. Oh, my God. Some days, yeah, I fucking do, because I'm like, girl, you look good yeah. today. But some days I don't, and I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah. okay, that's not looking like, you know, how I usually feel like it should look. And that's cool. I actually don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't care, because, like, do you know what? I've got a great personality, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but it's true, though. <laughs> really love to You just reminded me, because I forget otherwise. I brought you something. Oh my god! So, this. <clears throat> I've heard that you're a bit of a salt tooth, and so am I. Yes. So I brought you my Crane's Hot Sexy oh Sandbag. So I make this for my pop-ups. Oh so my, thank you. You are so welcome. I would honestly, I think you're gonna oh love it. So usually. <laughs> Just in case you forget this one. so many chilli seeds. (laughs) Yeah. What's going to happen to me? So this is, it's spicy, but it's tangy. So it's got a nice tangy, bold umami-ness to it. And a little tip. So I put this on top of hash browns, and it's so good. So crispy, crispy hash brown. Then you top it with the sambal, well, with the Kring's hot sexy sambal. And then fresh chives. That's a Kring's pop-up dish right there in the comfort of your very own home. Yes. So what I would do is I would go down and yeah. try and skim off the oil because right, that's right, all right. almost acts like a bit of a protection. Yeah, 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 barrier. Yeah. Um, but that should last you a while, so enjoy! Thank you, so You're so welcome! Look at Also, I'm definitely the saltiest and spiciest tooth in my house. So yeah. Probably won't have to do much so you are the first person to actually have my Kring's Hot Sexy Sambal delivered to you from the hands of Kring's herself. I'm going to put a link in the podcast notes to where other people can buy one, but it won't be as good as my one. It will, it will. Quick fire questions. Tell me about food that you were given as a gift. It's fitting. Oh, I got given these really beautiful macarons macarons for a V-Day about two years ago. And they were from my favourite macaron shop. Um, So that was a good game. Nice. What's your favourite macaron shop? Uh, It's called Anna Cake Couture. Couture, isn't it? (laughs) And it's up in Clifton, which in Bristol, it's the fancy part of town. But it's very delicious. That is big ups Anna Cake Couture. Oh, I love it. Um, hangover, what are you having? Um, probably this, I yeah, can't lie. I love this. Yeah, clears the noses, you know, yeah. empties my bowels. Yeah. I have a diet coke. The only time I have a diet coke. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> There's no other option, would you get a person? I would eat the middle bits of the fingers, because I've read somewhere that that's really good, like that bit there. I'd eat that bit, and I'd eat like the, the little like under bit of the armpit. Oh, flanks, like the string. Like that bit there. Oh, under the arm. Yeah, bingo. like this, the bingo, the, bingo, yeah, the wing. The wing. And maybe, maybe a thigh or two, because it'd have to be a juicy thigh. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have to be. But nothing, nothing that important. I had a specific bit of finger that they wanted to put on, so thank you for being that first. Now, it's time for the thing. Then... They become murder beasts, like terrible stealth transformers without all the cool folding up actions and little helmets heads. And just what they do is they look like a normal bus and coax people in, really focusing on the elderly and the students and people who've missed the last train home. Until um, and they're all in and the bus is full and then they quickly collapse in and compress everyone to death until each passenger is a tiny cube like they do to old cars in the old life. It's a terrible apocalypse, um, which if anyone had time before we all died, they'd have made a computer game subsequent to the series of keep it last off bus. 
I've ever been because I'm so terrified of heights. So the adrenaline of that. Oh, right, okay. You'll be an emotional wasteland. Oh. I would have like the ultimate picky bits, but not like not like your mum's picky bits on a hot day. No. But my mum's picky bits on a hot day. Definitely. Definitely not my mum's on a hot day. Flipping neck, it'd be bubbling. Um, I would have right one of my most favourite ever meals on this entire earth is just really good bread and oil. I love bread and oil. It's basically what I survive off when I'm prepping for my pop-ups because I cannot physically eat anything of any flavour. Yeah. So I'd have some really beautiful, hot, fresh, salted herby focaccia. Oh, lovely. And I'd have some really, really bougie olive oil. Like, I'm talking, like, organic, like, first pressed by the feet of an old Italian woman. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. She's got to be a nun. Stuff that comes out almost like luminescent. Yeah, I would have that that batch of oil with some really beautiful like balsamic vinegar in that, and have a moment with that. Then I'd have like loads of olives on the side, but like a platter of olives, so different types of olives. Mm. The huge, huge ones, the ones that are stuffed with garlic, the ones that come with cheese. I'd have those types of olives, and then I would probably have the best hummus I've ever had in my life was. In Qatar, in that same time I had the parsley salad. <gasps> it was like this roasted garlic hummus, but it was so incredible. It was the place that we went to eat at was this Syrian place, and it was a traditional Syrian garlic hummus. It was just insane. So creamy, so like pumped, like off of garlic, proper hummus, but just smooth. I'd have that garlic, that garlic hummus. And then I would have a roast dinner on the side of this because I love good roast dinners and the gravy needs to be thick. Like, I want thick gravy. But I would also have the best chip in the entire world and the best chip in the entire world is in my hometown and I used to go there every day after school and have a dab butty. Um, So I'd get a dab butty from the chippy and I'd have that on the side. Basically like a fried potato round with butter, like really buttery bread and it's like the beigeous thing but the most beautiful thing ever. I'd have that on the side because I don't often get to have that now that I'm down here. And then I'd have... Oh, I'd have some like traditional Filipino spring rolls, oh, nice. but from like a random auntie at a Filipino party because they're always the best. Yeah. Got it. I don't want to make them. I don't want to make anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd have that, and um, so that's like my main. That's going to be my main. Is there anything else? You know, I'm very ravenous at this point, and it's a week before I'm on, so I'm even more hungry. <laughs> I'd have that. Oh, I'd probably have this uh, fish rice stew on the side. I could not. Yeah. I've got like this. And then, oh, I'm almost forgetting the best prawns I ever had in my entire life were in Corfu. It was in this little place called Benitez, and they were like these shell on small mini prawns, and they were like deep fried, but they were so like light, and they came with this beautiful like aioli dip thing. But you could literally just yam the prawns like with the shell, and they were incredible. So good. So that with the best Greek salad, which was also. So basically, just the best of all the food that I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I like those. And the then best dessert. What would dessert be? See, I'm not. I'm not like a super desserty person. But I would want one just because I, I can. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just to like, just to round off the meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's always room for dessert. I would have. 
Oh, I would have a really good apple crumble. I love mm. a good apple crumble, but with like, you know when you put oats on the top oh, yeah. and it gives it a bit more of a crumbly oh, texture? Yeah. I'd have a proper good apple then, crumble. What are you having? Is it vanilla ice with it or you're not? I'm going to have cream and ice cream. Yeah. Because nice. in this scenario, it doesn't make my tummy funny, so yeah. I can have as much of it as I want. And I'm going to have the thickest, most Jersey gold top cream there ever was. Like solid cream. Oh, and I'll clotted cream and cream and ice cream. <laughs> And then, yes. and then I'd probably have a shot of limoncello just to like clear the palate. And, mm. Yeah, that's my that is my dish of the day. Hoovering podcast. Okay, you need to know that that cring cring sambal is actually for sale now. And you have to get some. I'll put a link in the um, podcast notes wherever you got this podcast from. But Googling Kring Kring Sambal with two Ks might do it. Or make sure you're following Serena on social media. She should be shouting about it there if it's gone on sale. At Serena Appleby. Again, links in the um, podcast notes. It's not an exaggeration to say the pot that she gave me changed my life and that of everyone I shared it with. I carried it everywhere I went and I smashed through it in an embarrassingly short time. I've made a little picture documentary about my short and beautiful love affair with that inaugural pot of sweet, sour, fruity hot sauce for my patrons. Find out where Serena's cooking and do whatever it takes to get her grub down your face. It is honestly the stuff of fucking dreams. And in terms of my stuff... I'd love to see you at any new material stand-up gigs I'm doing. I'm doing some fundraiser gigs. That stuff's always on the cards. Just look at my website, jessicafosterq.com. Also, I've got a full series out, a comedy series called Sturdy Girls Club, about roughly about women and weightlifting, but it's for everyone. It comes out on the 29th of March. It's on Radio 4 and late at night, or you can get the whole lot on um, your sounds app. Each episode's only 15 minutes, so you do have time for that, actually. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Foster Q. Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462855271. Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.